thank you so much, lovely listeners. And thank you to Vivian for joining me this afternoon for yet another exciting and insightful edition of Language Matters podcast. So Vivian, uh, I want you to introduce yourself. That's a little tradition that I have. So I'll leave you to it to tell my listeners who Vivian is, who Vivian, what Vivian does and what Vivian is going to share with us today. So Vivian, please take it over. Mommy, thank you so much and so much uh, appreciate being here today. Uh, there's so much I could say about who I am, but we're going to keep it really short. I am an editor and a content strategist for a, a national media company here in South Africa. I also, you know, I work with a lot of uh, digital online and print publications. And then under my Word Warrior banner, I conceptualize and write training uh, material for corporates, NGOs, government and other sectors locally and globally. Um, we are going and help them with writing and communication. Um, and then, of course, I've got my applied psychology, which I use um, via self-development workshops or within one-on-one -on -one, uh, groups of trying to help uh, people live basically their best life. Um, but if you had to put an umbrella over everything I do, words would be the thing that sort of binds it all together. Mm. Thank you so much, Vivian. So you are what? Linguists will call a wordsmith. You know, you produce text, you produce words, you produce language. And that's why you're such a wonderful fit for, for, for this uh, afternoon's edition. So I, I read on one of your blog posts and you said that words have energy. What do you mean by that? I'm really keen to know and find out what you mean by words have energy. Thanks, mommy. Um, if you think of how we as a whole group use different types of words. So if we're thinking of, um, say, the word death, as opposed to the word joy and alive, um, you can already feel, as I'm saying it, when I say the word joyful, how different it feels like when I say down, depressed. That's sort of what I'm talking about. But also I'm talking about the energy from where words are coming from. So before word gets out of our mouth or goes into print, it started somewhere within us. So I gave you an example where, you know, you're writing a letter to someone who you're quite irritable with. And so, and, but you're masking the letter to sound like a formal, nice, chatty work email. And you wonder why that person hasn't responded to that email or why it's been, why the person comes back quite harsh. Because when you look at it on the outside, it seems like a really simple letter. But when you go into yourself and you really look at where you sent it from, you'll see that it, that energy and the words that, that have come out from that energy certainly have been received in the way that you actually unconsciously sent it out. Interesting, interesting. So um, when we are speaking or we are writing, are you saying that we need to be mindful of the state in which we are in? Because that has an effect on how the message we are sending is received. 
Yes, well, you know, mommy, we all know the whole thing is like, don't send an angry email out, sleep on it, right? Send it to a friend before you send out the email. So yes, it is very, um, the consciousness, being conscious of what you're putting out into the world. So when I work with small groups, um, uh, individuals, and maybe within a, sometimes I do couple counseling and there might be some anger and I say to them, just when you say a word, try and imagine what it looks like. Even if it's yes or yes, like does it look like fire coming out your mouth? And imagine the other person receiving, like being burnt by your words. Or does it look like water? And is it drowning the person? Or is it just gently allowing flow? So um, like it's the consciousness goes to the point of like, what does your words look like not only feel like but look like as they're coming out your mouth and that will give you such a much clearer understanding of how you are being received in the world and how your words are being received in the world and yeah so just and even with like within the media context um you know we get so caught up in that negative messaging so the other day we were putting out a magazine and the uh, on a property magazine and I mean every headline was like this heaviness of um, you know nothing sounded good and I just said guys hold on take a step back let's think who's receiving this message people are highly challenged at the moment people are under a lot of pressure and stress and we must be conscious that people may even feel suicidal or not knowing how to go what message are we putting out there and we worked on those headlines and worked on them until we had a message that wasn't this shocking you know desperate message it was a message of going out with an energy of it there is hope it doesn't look so good but there is some hope i think it's so important what as a media we are also putting out into the world so so true i couldn't agree with you more and I can relate it to COVID-19 and when it all began. I stayed away from reading newspapers mm. because anytime I read them, it didn't make me feel good. Already, yeah. the situation was already tense. I didn't know how my personal situation was going to turn out. Coupled mm. by reading those negative headlines, I just decided, no, I'm not going to read them at all. So you yeah, are very, very true and uh, right about that point. But my mm. next question is, what do we do then? Can everybody do this? What efforts does it take? What actually like practical tips that we can use in our daily lives, in our professional lives, you know, that can help us, you know, when you're talking about this consciousness, how do we develop this consciousness about language use and our um, words? Yeah, I think it's very much about taking that inhale and exhale. So like it's, it is the mindfulness. It's a mindfulness practice. And I know that in this busy day and age where we, particularly now we're living in this pandemic world where we maybe are taking on four people's jobs, there's no time and things are really fast paced. And I know within the media and I'm sure in your environment as well, there's very deadline driven. And never mind the fact that um, we're at home with kids or we, our whole work environment's changed. So it's, sometimes it's very difficult to step out and just take that breath. And for me, that's actually the most important thing. 
you know, we can get caught up in these word power struggles, whether it's in our private intimate relationships or within a working environment, get so caught up in these. And if we just took a step back and was able to see more consciously what's going on and what we, never mind what's, what the other person's doing, but what we are doing. So I would just say that if you can take that moment and take that deep breath <laughs> and then just say, okay, what do I want to put out into the world right now? What do I want to put out into this little environment that I'm in right now and on the bigger global stage? And so it comes down to like how you talk to your kids, to how perhaps you talk to your partner or friends, and then obviously in the work environment, and we, if you've got a global stage, that's something different. So really my advice would be just be a bit more conscious. Mm. Just think like, um, it was like when you send in, uh, when you respond to someone and that full stop, even a full stop can mean something. A yes without a full stop can be received a lot more like comfortably than a yes with the full stop or the famous noted, <laughs> which I mean, it's, it carries so much energy. And then a noted with the full stop is like, even like, you know, it can, it can put so much fear into the person receiving it. So there's lots of plays with words that you can do, you know, and depending on what you want to bring up in the other person. You know, I remember, um, you know, this young lady, she was uh, attracted to someone and he's, they were WhatsApping each other and he wrote hug and she sent him this smiley face and he said, oops, sorry, I meant her, H-U-H and not H-U-G. <laughs> so, you know, this, <laughs> you're just this lovely playing with words. We can play with words and we can create such wonderful things just by playing with words. So I want, I would love people just to, like even when you're talking to someone, maybe visualize what your word looks like. For me, that's a very powerful exercise. Visualizing what that word coming out your mouth looks like and take conscious notice of how it's been received on the other end. So play a bit of a game. Mm. Maybe send an email in a certain way and then send it in another way and see how it's received. So yeah, you can start playing words. It doesn't have to be serious and everything. It can be quite a lot of fun. You can have fun with words, you know, and, and I would also suggest people who have got a global stage, be very conscious of what they're putting out there right now, specifically in a world that is very traumatized. Hmm. Thank you so much, Vivian. I think when you talk about the global stage, that just sends me to something that I'm very passionate about. But before we even move on to that point, I mean, what I'm getting from what you're saying is that these little, little things carry subtle messages that can affect the way we are perceived, can affect our relationships, or can even influence the desired or affect our desired or intended um intentions you know so just just being mindful you know being kind being more kind to each other and taking the time you know like you you said you rightly said we are living in a world where we seems to be rushed in everything we do you know but if we just take that little time and be conscious put that apply that consciousness to how we communicate 
we would communicate much more better. And and like you rightly said, have a go, you know, play with words and see how how they are they are received. And, I, and I'm sure we can all each build our own sort of small bank of what works and what uh, doesn't work. Thank you so much. So let's move it to the global stage. I mean, when we are interacting with diverse people, people from um, different backgrounds, that is even much more trickier, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, from your experience, are there any tips that you can share for people who work in diverse teams or people who are uh, looking to expand their teams and bring in diverse talents? What can they do with language, you know, that can position them to be able to achieve those goals or those desired ends? I think knowledge is so important here and investigating and researching. And, you know, often I come across intellectual people who really have such blind spots when it comes to the language they use and, you know, where it's so not inclusive and where it's quite harmful and where they actually have such a blind spot, they cannot see that this language is splitting people up or making someone feel smaller or and that not, might not be their aim. So for me, it would be try and broaden your horizons as much as possible. Mm-hmm. If you have someone from a country you don't know working with you, try find out as much as you can. Do your research, find out. We want to build a world that's inclusive. Well, I'd like to build a world that's, I don't know what the world wants to do, but I'd like to build a world that's inclusive, that makes people want to step into more of who they actually are, as opposed to making people feel like they don't fit in. And we all know we've lived in different countries, how difficult it is sometimes to understand the nuances, the humor, the different things like that. But as we start getting more knowledge of the people we are, working with or spending time with and even if it is a question of saying you know um is this appropriate Uh, i think people might appreciate that more than being arrogant and just you know this is how we talk and this is our country and this is da 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 i think just that understanding of opening of opening our hearts of opening our minds specifically can make such a difference in how we actually interact with each other um, yeah, so for me, it would just definitely be um, opening your mind and knowledge, actually. And yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to know your experience, obviously, moving, living in a different country as well. And everyone has that, um, the diaspora kind of ex- experience of, um, uh, yeah, sadly, sometimes it's not a great experience of how they are you feel awkward in a country that's not yours <laughs> or in a, as you say, in a business. And now the global market's open. Yeah. We have people, you know, headquarters in Switzerland, people in South Africa, this one in Somalia, like we're all interacting. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, it's just, I would believe it's um, been more open-minded. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. So, I mean, you've made some very important points there. The thing is we tend to communicate with some assumptions, many of them unconscious, you know, mm-hmm. and we tend to think that these apply across every culture or every society. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. So you talked about being mindful there, you know, asking 
and seeking to find, you know, we should all be curious. We should, we should, we should, we should train ourselves as global citizens because that's the world in which we are living now, you know, and move away from just speaking for ourselves or speaking the way we've spoken all this while. That unfortunately might cause, like you said, some people to feel not part of the team, not welcomed, you know. So thank you so much for those uh, powerful pointers and powerful reminders. Uh, there's another thing to your craft, Vivian, mm. and how you relate spirituality and words. And I'm sure if you can share a thing or two, it would benefit our listeners a lot because I hadn't thought about it till I read, I read and interacted with you. So if you can let us know what is the connection between spirituality and words and how the two relate to each other and what we can do uh, to improve uh, our, our life overall, that would be very useful. Thanks, Mami. Um, wow, it's a question that's got so many different answers depending where you're coming from. So, um, not too sure how which way to take this. Um, to, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but you take it anyhow that you're most comfortable <laughs> with. Thank but, you, mommy. Yeah. Great. So, okay, so there's things like, um, I, I'm a death talker. So that's something that I work a lot with grief and death in part of my life. And something I find that uh, many people go to their death um, not having spoken about their wishes or closing certain things, like putting the ribbon on certain things of this human life. Um, so a lot of the death talking is a way of us being able to stop having death as a taboo subject and it is a very spiritual subject so you know whether you're an atheist and this is our life and that's the end of it or whether you believe there is stuff that happens afterwards whatever whatever you do and you believe in that's irrelevant the part that is is while you're still alive that we are not able or not allowed to have these discussions about death so for me I'm very interested um and going into families who are having someone who's passing over or on their way to whether it's another life or whether it's to the grave, whatever it is, and allowing these conversations to occur, whether it's just the person um, being able to say, I'm really scared, you know, I'm leaving you, you've got your, you've got the family, but I don't know where I'm going or you know, uh, I don't know if I'm going to know anyone where I'm going or just these sort of conversations that need to be and often when you are tending to someone who's dying you don't want to talk about death because you think it's making them lose hope like you've lost hope oh but we all know something we are all going to die one day so even before someone gets sick and dies <laughs> on their way on their deathbed if you can stop these conversations what sort of funeral would you like if you die one day oh have you done your um will you know things like that or you know is there any loose ends that are still remaining just to be able to be more death positive and when I say death positive I'm not saying yeah I'm going to die I'm talking about being able to make the energy of death more positive and I believe like 
that's very part of that whole spiritual aspect of walking someone home or walking someone to their death. Um, other spiritual things, um, I actually don't even know if this is spiritual, but it's very much um, the inner critic and the inner um, cheerleader. For me, I don't know if it's spiritual, but just to be able to hear your higher self, you know, who is your higher self? Uh, the inner cheerleader might always give you that energy and that confidence to keep going. Whereas that inner critic, we, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not good enough. Why am I, da, 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 oh, that voice that keeps on telling us negative things. So while we talk about what we put in out into the world, please, I would love everyone, if they're listening to this, to take consciousness of what you're putting into your own self. Mm. What words are you saying to your own self? And how are you receiving those words? So if you can catch sometimes yourself saying something, just stop. Just like I was speaking about before, just stop and say, hold on. How do I feel when I say that to myself? And what would be a better thing to say to myself? Mm. And that's where gratitude comes in a lot. You know, I used to run grief and gratitude workshops, mommy, where the one way to help with that whole grief process is the gratitude. And even some mornings I wake up and I feel terrible and I say, okay, 10 things I'm grateful for. Even if it is just the uh, stone on the floor there, I'm glad I can see it, you know, whatever. Just so that for me also raises your vibration and your energy. So that is a way for me to raise, um, I use to help pe people raise their energy and their vibration. Oh, amazing stuff. What a wonderful note. So, I mean, highlights for me the self-care you know and when we talk about words it's not just what we say to others but what we say to ourselves as well you know and how that has an overall effect on how we even how our day even pans out you know so if you wake up in the morning for example and you say to yourself oh i'm going to have a horrible day you know that would affect everything else that you do. Oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm good for nothing. You know, mm. so just being conscious of not just what we say to ourselves, but what we say to others. Thank mm. you so much, Vivian. Thank you so much. I am getting a lot from that. And I'm sure our listeners are getting a lot as well. So, Vivian, uh, in some sort of closing, you know, what, what, what would you say to anyone listening to us? What would you want people to take away from today's conversation? You know, uh, and you can take it from any direction that you want. And then uh, finally, let people know where they can find you and what mm -hmm. it is that you can help uh, people with if they want to get in touch. Thanks, Mommy. I think... The main message is that words have power. Mm. And it's been used so many times, a million times over, but truly just take a, a deep breath and think about it. Words have power. And then every day in your interaction with self and with the others in the business environment and to my colleagues in the media world, remember words have power. And so what is it that you want to create and, and how you can use words to create? And I just, I hope uh, our listeners have got something from that. You can find me on LinkedIn. 
my uh, it's B-I-V-I-A-N, and my surname is Warby, W-A-R-B-Y. Or you can email me at Vivian at wordwarrior.co.za. And that's it. Mommy, thank you so, so much for having me. I feel honored and privileged to be able to share a little bit of my story um, with you and with your listeners. Thank you so much, Vivian. It is an honor to to speak to you this uh, this 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 afternoon. You've opened my mind super so many things that I haven't thought of previously, and I'm sure our listeners as well have taken one or two things. And like I keep on saying, please send in your comments, your feedback. If you have any questions, Vivian has showed you how you can find her. If you're unsure of how to find Vivian, if you get in touch with me, I would be able to help you connect to Vivian. So on that note, Vivian, thank you so, so much. And thank you to our listeners for your continued support and um, engagement with the Language Matters podcast.